from the campaign trail to the studio, Wesley Hunt continues the fight. Along with his brother, Rendon, they chronicle their family experience from slavery to West Point in four generations. Tackling the difficult conversations facing our country, they're on a mission to preserve the American dream. Buckle up and welcome aboard. You're in the hunt. I'm Wesley Hunt. I'm Rendon Hunt. And, and you're, you're in the, the hunt. hunt. So, so not only are you in the hunt today, you're catching me under a really good fiery day. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Because, because I just did a hit this morning on Fox Business. And well, I, I got to stop you there. And here's where this you is. said, I just did a hit this morning. I'm like, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's a hit. Well, it's what the industry calls it. When you go on a news show, they call it a hit. Oh, industry you talk. You know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on you a political street. Whatever. You know, whatever. So, so I did a hit this morning on, on Fox Business because we talked about this before, and it's just something that I really think just, just is nauseating to me. Ooh, when good. people start comparing stuff to slavery, okay, and we start comparing people's actions today to Frederick Douglass and Martin Luther King Jr. and the Middle Passage and 400 Years of Slavery and Harriet Tubman, I, I, that really chaps me, okay? So yesterday, Kamala Harris is comparing what the Democrats did here in Texas at the state house. What happened was um, we we're supposed to vote on some new voter laws, which we will talk about here in sure. a second. And instead of voting, instead of having the debate, instead of probably losing the debate, they picked up their toys, got on a private plane and flew to D.C. so that there couldn't be a quorum to vote on the bill. And Kamala Harris described them and described this act tantamount to Frederick Douglass and that, Selma. That's not a good comparison. That's not a good comparison at all. In my mind, I think about Frederick Douglass, who I've read all of his autobiographies. Yes. Because they're fascinating. And he is fascinating. And he's a fascinating individual. Very complex. human. Very complex. Yes, yes. I would encourage everybody to, to read his works. I imagine Frederick Douglass, when he was a slave. Yes. When he was forced to toil the land for others and not reap the benefits. Yeah. I'm sure that if he were around today... He wouldn't compare his situation to a group of 51 people who decided to get on a private plane to fly away from doing their job. <laughs> Conveniently. Not, not exactly the same thing. No. And we're not only talking about voting rights. It's not the only legislation we're talking about. Oh, here we go. We're talking about other things, too. We're yeah. talking about relief for people for property taxes. Yeah, retirement, pension fund stuff. I, I pay a lot in property taxes. Yeah. I'm glad that I can afford to pay a lot in property taxes. Yeah. A lot of people can't. Yeah. We're talking about funding for adoption agencies. Yeah. Yeah. Might be interesting to some people to realize when you're talking about a special session, you're not only just talking about one just issue. Just one thing. There's many votes that happen over the course of this. But written, so these freedom patriot Frederick Douglass people <laughs> who who got on a plane and left yeah. and are not exercising really the voters' will, this is a democracy, right? Yes. If you don't like the laws that are passed, vote these vote, people out. Vote with and you could, what our constitution was created for you to vote with your feet. Yeah. He don't like it. You can go somewhere else. Yeah. That's why we have individual states' rights. Yeah. You go live in a state that's more palatable to how you want to lead. You, that's fine. You've got, you've got many choices. You have choices. This is like a subway. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> Eat fresh. No, nobody comes in and says, hey, man, you have to get the meatball sub. Yeah, you have to that's get That's all we serve. I've yeah. never been to a subway where yeah. all they serve is meatball sub. No. There's always that turkey that's been sitting there for five weeks. Five weeks. <laughs> Ten weeks. <laughs> Five weeks. Five weeks. Ten, ten weeks. weeks. By the way, you know, I refuse to eat of Subway. Of 
Mo- mostly yes, but in particular at Subway, the breakfast sandwiches. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about this. I haven't eaten so, Subway since I was in the Army, and I didn't have a choice. <laughs> this has been a while. It's probably been 12 or 13 years because I remember it was, it, Waddell and I went into a Subway, and we're getting a breakfast sandwich. And when they took that spongy egg out of the water with the gloves and shook off the water on it yeah. and then put it on a little paper thing and put it in the microwave. Yeah, I'm good, dog. That was the last time I that's ate a Subway that, breakfast that, sandwich. That's going to be a no for me. It's going to be a no for me, dog. It's going to be a no for me. But back to our friends, the but the Freedom, the freedom Fighting Patriots. 51. Yeah, so... It's like that alliteration? The, it's pretty good. Thank you. So the other thing that does that bothers me is, is, is this. The voting laws that we're trying to pass in Texas, here's the crux of it. You're about to say something (laughs) rational. I hate it when you do this. We're going to require an ID. We're going to restrict the times and when you can vote so we could know who comes and votes and we can monitor it properly. And unless you are disabled in some capacity, you actually have to get out of your vehicle, walk into the building, and go vote. And we're restricting mail-in ballots to those people that are retired and over the age of 65 and also other people that uh, don't have the physical means to get up and vote. But Wesley, we've had mail-in ballots ever since the beginning of this country. Wow. When the USPS was, wow. was riding on ponies. Uh, no, we haven't. Brandon, <laughs> I, so when I, when I hear that, that this is somehow restrictive to people of color, let me be blunt. It's white liberals lying to you. Period. Yeah. It's white liberals lying to you. Because if you are a person and you want to figure out how to vote, you have two weeks to figure out how to vote. Because in our state, we have early voting. Unlike Delaware, where Joe Biden was actually the senator for that state, they don't have early voting. We have two weeks of early voting. And if you can't figure out how to early vote between these times of the day in person, there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with the system. And by the way, I have yet to talk to somebody that had a problem voting, period, in the last 10 years in Texas. Point them out to me. I'd love to meet them. I have a question for you. Is it important to have times when people can vote? Rendon, don't... Rendon, like... It's just a question. Don't shoot the messenger. Rendon, like, this... (laughs) This is... Beyond, this is crazy. So, so let me, I'm going to give you an example. If your favorite restaurant is what? What's your favorite restaurant? My favorite restaurant? Um, gosh, I like good company seafood. Good company seafood. Yeah. I'm a Carabas on Kirby kind of guy. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. If you know that Carabas or good company seafood closes at nine, then you figure out a way to get your food before 9 o'clock. Well, but see, there's a difference there. If, what? If I go into Good Company Seafood, and I know it closes at 9, uh-huh. and I get there at 9.05, and they don't let me in, it's because they're racist. <laughs> it's the only logical... That's the only logical answer to that. Next thing you know, they're gonna be great. they're gonna be telling they're gonna walk up to me with a fried chicken and, and watermelon at a. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he wanted the chicken. I mean, he's give, black. Me, give me give me a break, Stop man. Stop it. Stop this. Give me a break. Stop this. Give me a break. And and, and black people have got to stop, stop stop falling for this. And you know what's really funny, Rendon? You know what's really funny? When I talk to black people, they actually don't even believe this. They're like, "Yeah, I voted. I, I I've never had an issue voting. Yeah, I I, I have ID." If you talk to people that want to go vote, this is not this is not a problem. Well, we're making something a race issue. We are pulling a race issue out of thin air. Yeah, because there's one piece of all of this legislation that I think is really important to highlight, because there are people who are disabled who have a harder time voting. And we need to address that very specifically. And we are addressing that very specifically. We always have been. But we are literally pulling race bait 
yeah. out of thin air and making it seem like because guess what this is this is what's easy to do when we separate pieces of humanity so we make it seem like us versus them this is how we bifurcate people and tear people apart because somehow because you're black it has to be harder for you in some way certain things like voting look if there's a time in which you can vote it doesn't make it harder or less harder for you to go to a polling location because you're black or white. That's a ridiculous thing to think. It's ridiculous. Like that, like, like that concept is, is actually is, insulting is ridiculous. and racist to insinuate that black people or people of color can't do that. Or mail-in voting or voting in, in, in your car. Explain to me how it would be easier for a black person to drive up in a car and vote than it would be for a white person to drive up in a car and vote. So explain it to me. Or explain to me why, so why the mail system in a black community is so much better than the mail system in a white community so mail-in ballots somehow are going to affect black people in a, in a different way than it's going to affect white people. And I go back to even the times of voting and even the way we think about early voting more broadly. There's a reason why we have an election day. We have an election day because there are a lot of things that can happen that lead up to election day that might or might not change the person who you are going to be voting for. There's a reason why there is a campaign season. It's a time to get comfortable with and understand candidates. And the idea, you talk about people lying to the American people People are lying to you when they tell you that "quote unquote" Republicans want to limit any access to democracy that's not true. or any access to voting because that's a lie. That's not true. Because you can ask me very directly. Yes, I want people to vote. I want their votes to be counted, and I want there to be fair elections. Every everybody. That's what I want. Period. And you know what? Sometimes you lose in those fair elections, and if you lose in those fair elections, you shouldn't get on a private plane and fly away so that you can't vote on behalf of the people that you represent. Whoa. Whew. Well, I thought I was fired up, yeah. <laughs> I true. just had an espresso, man. <laughs> and Rendon, not only that, the Freedom Fire, the Freedom 51, the Freedom Fighting 51. That's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. These, they get on a plane. So I just, I just came from Nashville. Yeah. Do you know what I had to do? I had to wear a mask on the flight. Do, do you know why someone who's had COVID and has been vaccinated? Do you know why I have to wear a mask? Because you're black. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. <laughs> get this guy another espresso. <laughs> You know, do you know why? It's 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 because of it's and unfortunately this has seriously become a a political thing. But but it's because of Democrats, basically that 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 are forcing us to still wear masks even when we've been vaccinated. And that's fine. That's fine. If if we want to protect other people, look look on on a, on a flight, I will do it. If I want to go from A to B, I'll put my mask on. That's fine. That's fine. They're on a private plane with no mask on. Ooh. Taking a picture smiling as if they're doing the right thing. Rendon, Rendon, so this is like an armed robber, okay, going into a convenience store, sticking up the cashier and smiling in the camera. <laughs> So you're not doing a good thing. And this, you're, you're, you shouldn't be proud of this. This is, this is not good. And this is another thing that bothered me about this whole scenario, right? Because you're right. It, it was it was an Instagram, it was Facebook. It was cavalier. Curated. It was a stunt. Curated moment, it, right? Yes. Because let me tell you something. I've seen a lot of photos from Edmund Pettus Bridge. Yeah. And, and I haven't seen anybody Whoa. smiling. Whoa, wait, nobody smiling on that bridge. On any of those photos. Wow. That was not a stunt. That was exercising liberty. Yeah. This is not exercising liberty. This is don't a stunt. Kid, don't kid yourself. This is a stunt. Don't kid yourself. This is a stunt. Rendon, uh, maybe it's the military, the military stuff in us. I don't, I don't know. But... If a law comes out that says you can only vote from this time to this time, you have to have an ID, you have two weeks to do it. Do you know what I say? Do I want to vote? Okay. Let's make it happen. 
let's go vote. If that's the minimum that I have to do to go make sure that my vote counts, why are we having this conversation? Why are we having this conversation? Could be worse. You could be in Cuba. Whoa. But before before I <laughs> before I diverge into our Cuban it's been a busy week compatriots, it's been an extremely busy busy week. Yeah, I did want to touch on something uh, that's that's perhaps a little bit nuanced because I like to give people props and call things out when they do positive things, even when it's somebody that I don't that I don't expect. Okay, who? Al Sharpton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get yeah, yeah, yeah. That, sure that's a. This might be the only time in my life that I that I will ever. I this might be the only time in my life I've ever said I've actually agreed with something that he's done or said. But go ahead. Yeah, this is yeah. Except for when he lost that weight, man, because he looks so much better now than he looked before. <laughs> no, go ahead, continue. Please. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Keenan can barely play him on Saturday Night Live. I'm like, man, you got to you got to lose about 15, 20 pounds to play. I don't know. Man. To don't play River now. <laughs> uh, Hunter Britton, yeah, young man, teenager who was killed. Uh, he was killed. He's unarmed in Arkansas. He was killed by a cop. And Al Sharpton spoke at his funeral. And Al Sharpton made a comment, and I've listened to the whole eulogy, and he made a couple of comments about this is something that that we need to fight from the standpoint of of police brutality and making sure that that we're cleaning up that system more broadly and that means if you're wearing a biden button or a trump button continue to march and continue to fight for what you believe and in this very rare moment we saw an old school civil rights leader that didn't directly just play the race card and actually made a speech that was meant to bring people together. I thought it was absolutely wonderful. I was so glad he I was so glad he did it, and it makes me so much more disappointed in all the times that we've squandered. Yeah, yeah, but did it get any play though? Did it get any press? Who's not talking as, about this? Not as much as it oh, should yeah, have. Of course, of course not. And, and the other the other thing that I like that I do like about it is, is that this is how we should be attacking everything in this country. There are more unarmed white males killed by cops than unarmed black men. It's a numbers game. Period. Because there's more white people because in this country. Because there's more white people in this country. Yeah. So this is a... The, the, We're this 13 is a, to 14% percent of the country. I mean, like... This is a numbers, it's a numbers game. game. Yeah. So if you really want to fight police brutality, you fight police brutality and the rare period. incidences that it happens. Yeah, but you fight but it, period. You fight it, period, no matter what anybody looks and like. And you don't grab a microphone when a black kid is shot and then cower in the corner crickets. when a white kid is shot. And then crickets these for are, everybody these else. Are, these are children. Like, that moment to me... It was almost as if, wow, he finally gets what Dr. King was trying to say. Yep. Because let me tell you what, if Martin Luther King Jr. was alive, there's a lot of eulogies he would have given at white funerals, too. Of course he would have. Of course he would have. That's the whole point of this. Because he was a content of your character guy, man. That's it. Not to call your skin. Yeah. It's not specially curating, well, this means more because of this, and this means that's not equality. You know, my Uber driver from the from the hotel to the airport in Nashville is from Algeria. Awesome. He speaks four languages. His name is Mohammed. Three speaks, more than me. I know, right? <laughs> right. Four more than me. I barely speak English. <laughs> I, I speak Texas and I speak yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's from Algeria. You want to talk about a breath of fresh air in this country? Yeah. You know what he said when I got when I when I was getting out, getting 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 our bags and leaving. He goes, "These people don't realize how good they have it in this country." He said. He said. He said. I I always find it funny. I laugh at people that talk about race in this country. He said. He said. I spent a lot of my life in France and I grew up in Algeria. You people have no idea what racism is. He goes. He goes. How he goes. America is not that old. America is a very young country. Yeah. He goes. Racism has been around from way before this country started. 
we are just human beings. I mean, racism was always there. Slavery was always there. Wesley, racism didn't start till the critical race theory. Theory happened. That's 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 when it started. That's when it started. God, I knew I knew I was yeah. just, I knew I was just like something here. Something. Here's a person who's not from this country, just looking at us and saying, "You've lost your mind." Look, he's happy to be here, Rendon. He tells me his whole story about his family and his kids and when he moved here and why he moved here and worked at the Ritz-Carlton in New York and then moved out to California, met his wife, and he has his kids here. Talk about hard work. Talk, talk about this country. Talk about the opportunities that he has right now. I said, hey, mm. do, uh, I said, hey do you like Nashville? You want to know what he says? Mm. It ain't Houston. I'm a happy person. It doesn't matter where I am. Wow. He said, yeah, it's a nice city. It's a good city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's not. He said, but you could put me in any city here in the United States. I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm a happy guy to be anywhere here. Wow. <clears throat> it takes that sometimes to put things in perspective, doesn't it? It sure does. And if you if you wonder about being in this country, there are three examples I would point you to today. South Africa. Yeah. Cuba. Yeah. And Haiti. Yep. Look no further. Look no further. <coughs> we can go on, by the way. But I mean, but I two mean, of those are very close. Those to are the us ones well. that popped up in the news just this past week for crazy stuff. Yeah. The, but I really want to get on Cuba. Yeah. Havana, unana. <laughs> Cuba. I don't mean Cuba Gooding Jr. I don't know why I want to say that. Cuba Gooding Jr. That's so funny. <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. I like Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Show me the money. <laughs> I love black people. I love black people. I'm, I love black people! I am Mr. Black People. <laughs> Show me the money! <laughs> I can hear Joe Biden saying that. I, I, I love black people. I, I'm Mr. Black People. I can see Joe Biden saying that. I can see Hunter saying that. You wouldn't say black people, though. <laughs> Too soon? Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, Hennessy Hunter? No. <laughs> no. We were talking about people that are in the midst of, of, of doing their best to overthrow a communist regime. Unbelievable. They've been shackled by communism <clears throat> for decades now. And now they're sick of it, and they're fed up with it. Some of it has to do with COVID. I will say that. Yes, that, that, that's that's certainly preempted what now we're seeing with, with what we're seeing today. But these people don't want communism anymore. We just saw this in Venezuela. Now we're seeing it in Cuba. We have a current administration, Rendon, that will not even say the word communism. They won't even say it. Yeah. They won't dispel it. They won't. They won't even overtly say the people of Cuba are sick of communism, and we should help them and help them embrace capitalism and freedom. Won't say it. And they the, won't say it. This is not a Republican or a Democrat thing. It's an American thing. This is an American thing. We fight. Com we don't like. Com we don't do communism in this country. Yeah. We don't support active, we don't actively support communist regimes. Well, in herein lies a lot of the issues and debates that were happening with the normalization of, relation, of the relationship with Cuba. Because if you go back, first of all, there's an identity issue here. It, the first president that you think of when you say Cuba, who do JFK. you think of? JFK. John F. Kennedy, Democrat. Democrat. My guess is very, 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 very pro-capitalism, pro-democracy. His whole family was. Very. And so at some point there's, been a, there, there's been a change over time where it's we not were- a good, It's not a good change. No, it's not. <laughs> where not we were comfortable change. with confronting that, and quite frankly, we all agreed that you don't support communist regimes. Yes. So then we decide in the Obama administration, and by the we, I mean the collective we administration, we're Americans. When decisions are made, we, we we're are Americans. We're, in, like, we're, yeah, we're yeah. in it together, right? Yeah. So the decision is made that we are going to open up an opportunity for a communist regime to thrive economically, essentially. We're going to, we're going to, 
embargoes gone we're going to open things up so that there's more money flowing through so that the people that have control of the money that are handing this this money to the people fairly or unfairly are not even in a government style that we agree with and then <clears throat> fast forward with the trump administration saying wait a minute we got to back down from that which was okay at first because that communist regime still had that Venezuelan money. Yep. But then what happened? What happens when the oil prices go down mm -hmm. and you're Venezuela mm -hmm. and you can't afford anymore to support Cuba? Mm -hmm. Then you have a problem. Cuba implodes. Big problem. And where Especially in Venezuela when the oil and gas company is government run. Ooh. And where are we on this? Crickets. Where do we find ourselves on this? I'm going to talk like Joe Biden yeah. and whisper into the microphone. Why are you whispering? <laughs> Why? <laughs> that was the weirdest thing. It was thing. pretty weird. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it, it wasn't as weird as corn pop. Right? Why are we supporting communists? Yeah. yeah. It was just, it's the strangest because thing. Because I wrote the bill. <laughs> Dude, like, just like whoa. Well, <laughs> I don't know what this I, has gotten really creepy. Going on. I don't know what this has gotten creepy. <laughs> there was a line. Just you crossed it. it. You crossed. <laughs> but I just like like how do we like I don't understand where we stand right now, right? And, and perhaps that's when you that's talk about problem, foreign Brendan. policy. You don't understand where we stand against communism. That's the problem. Yeah, it is a problem. You don't understand. The, the, this is not hard to understand. The answer is no. We don't support communist regimes, period. If people if, if, if people in a country want liberty for themselves and they want to fight for it, that's who we support. Yeah. What are your questions, Rendon? Yeah. Is there I'm sorry, did, did I mince words with that? Why can't we why can't we just say that? Yeah. Why can't we say that? Yeah. You know what I do think is interesting too in this whole process? There's there are actions, there are consequences, there are unintended consequences in everything that we do. And the thing that I find very provocative about what's going on right now in the news with Cuba is opening up our relations to Cuba actually in many ways was a bit of a spark. Yeah. Because then they had the influence of people from all around the globe, most specifically Americans. Yeah, and and a lot of get, very wealthy Americans. Cuba cigars. And a lot, yeah, and a lot of very wealthy Americans, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh my goodness, these 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 people are coming here with these tales of liberty, of yeah. freedom." Yeah, it's kind of interesting to see that spark and how this sequence of things has happened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you can see it coming a mile away. Yeah, but it but it still it, it still baffles me if we go back. It still baffles me that the idea in terms of our relationship with a regime that is authoritarian, that is suppressing their people, would be one in which, well, if we're nice enough to them, I'm sure things will just get better. What kind of doctrine is that, Brendan? It's the Iran that's, doctrine, that's not, too. Yes. Right? Like, if we're nice enough to them, the, the, and we're the, good to them, then they'll, then they'll just do it. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe that should be the name of the doctrine. It's cool. Well, bro, so what are, what are we going to do? What are we going to do about Libya, man? It's cool. It's, bro, it's, it's cool. cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Look, we'll be nice to them. Details, they'll be, details. They'll be nice back. It's cool. You'll see. You'll see. Works every time. Nah. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which brings me to Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> he clearly had no strategy. Speaking of Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> so recently, Stephen A. Smith is, is under heavy fire right now. As he should be. For talking about uh, a pitcher for the Angels, Atani, who is pitcher. pitcher slash leading the league in home runs. Thank you. Slash. Better. That's, that's a better description. Slash 
perhaps the most talented baseball player I've ever seen. Slash first two way, real two way player we've seen since Babe Ruth. Yeah. Stephen A. And part of this is the narrative that people have themselves. Stephen A. is clearly more of a football and basketball fan than he is a baseball fan. Yeah. So whenever conversations go up in terms of opportunities to say that baseball is dying in many ways, you know, he's he's the first one that's on that bandwagon, right? He made some comments about the face of baseball being Otani, who is from Japan mm-hmm. and does not speak English well, has an interpreter who travels with him. And Stephen A. Smith basically said that you can't have a face of a sport that doesn't even speak the language of the people who watch that sport. In 2020, he said that in 2021. So. (laughs) It's crazy. Stephen A. That's crazy. What are you doing? For hours at a time. I know. On TV for a living. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, he's been dead wrong about Atani the whole time, calling him overrated and stuff like that. First of all, he's been dead wrong about him. But that reminds me, and let me make a crude comparison that I don't think is that far off. That would be like if some white people saw Eldrick Tiger Woods and said, well, he can't be the face of golf because he's not the same color as everybody who plays golf. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very similar comparison, Rendon. It's a very similar comparison. So so you mean to tell me, Stephen A., that nobody who is different yeah, can't in any way can't be can re- can can represent something based on their play on the field. This is predicated upon this guy right now is the best player in baseball. He is. Usually it's Mike Trout. Mike Trout's injured. This guy is probably right now the best player in baseball. Can we talk about? why you would want to have the best player in baseball be if 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 he is an upstanding citizen cuz i know there's some other stuff that you want to that, that you want to make sure that you have you know you don't want you know c- certain players that we could name to be the face of your of your league given some probably past transgressions mm-hmm. but if you have an upstanding person who happens to be the best player in the league and he's different that's a plus you've just exp- you have just literally expanded your reach but Wesley, like Tiger did for golf, by the way. How is it? And this is there, there's a there's a point behind the point here. That a black man who has been a trailblazer in that industry, and he's been a trailblazer because he's been different. He's been provocative. How can somebody that's been a trailblazer because he's been provocative criticize criticize somebody for being a trailblazer? Somebody for being, for being a trailblazer. Who's different and provocative? But see, also, I would. You gotta I'm, be kidding me, man! I'm not sure Otani is even a, tra- a trailblazer. What about what about Nomo? What about Hideo Nomo? I mean, I mean, I mean, what about uh, Suzuki Ichiro? Yeah, they I'm, couldn't I'm, throw they couldn't throw 97 mile hour fastballs though. The fact <laughs> that sir, that sir, I mean, that sir is a fact. <laughs> but in terms of yeah. in terms of a, a at foreign, least yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 that that's right. He's he, a step up to that. He's definitely yeah, yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. He's, so it's he's, not like we haven't seen this before, though. It's he's like passing. Yeah, he's the box jump on that one. Yes, he is. Yeah. But, but it's not like we 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 ever had Japanese players come here and crush it. Yeah. You know, and so and so like that comment is off color. <laughs> let's go. Let's get the color. If he were white, he lost his job. Or he'd have been canceled. If you were white, if well, you made the same comment, you would no longer have a show. Yeah. See, see, this is the, um, this is what we like to bring into these conversations. Okay, like, are we going to be a fair America or not? Now, quite frankly, Rendon. I don't think he should lose a show. No. But and, do, do what else, you want to know what else? And if he were white and made that comment, if he apologized, I don't think he should, he should lose his show either. Wesley, the problem is, is this. Because I think we should cancel canceling. Th- that I don't, I don't want to cancel anybody. Yeah. 
But if we're going to live in cancel culture, then it should apply to everyone. Yeah. yeah. The side that wants to cancel people, you don't get to cancel people, only white people. Dot, dot, dot. You have to, well, there's a checklist for things that you have to meet in order to get canceled. Yeah. And that's first. And, that, and that's what's happening here. Yes. I don't, that's the problem. That's what's happening here. Like, like, like where is the standard here? Yeah. And I'm with, I'm just like I said, I don't want to cancel anybody. No. You have to say something really egregious for me to be like, for, 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 for you to be to the point of no return. Yeah. You have to say something really bad to me. Yeah. And here's the thing. There's a difference between personal canceling and societal canceling. Yes. There's a lot of people who say stupid stuff that I don't listen to anymore. Yeah, because that's my choice. Because I don't like it, and it's my choice. I'm not going to listen to that But there's anymore. a difference between that and saying, because of this, nobody should be permitted to listen to this person's voice yes, at not, all, that's period. Not, that's not right. That's just, that's, 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 that's not America. That's not free speech. That's not America. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I feel like, you know, the way around this is that people have the opportunity to endorse something or vote with their pocketbooks. You don't have to cancel somebody. Yeah. If the people don't want to prescribe to that particular brand of person, you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to watch it anymore. That's all. And then when their ratings go down and then they lose advertising revenue, well, then that's, well, then that's how they got, that's how you got rid of them. So, but you didn't get rid of them because there is a societal, you know, you know, Leviathan that says, oh, that's it. You're done. You said that. You're done. No, no. The people decide. Yeah. You know what else is kind of yeah, silly about people this? People decide a shady as bad as they say he is. Yeah. There we go. There you go. <laughs> you know what else I was thinking about? Stephen A's a basketball guy, right? Yeah. And I don't know if you've read any of the articles or, or heard the stories about Stefan Marbury in China. Starberry? Yeah, he is like oh, oh. Jordan in China. Oh, he's crazy. Okay, he is. Yeah, Starberry? He is the band. He's the guy, yeah. Do you think he speaks Mandarin? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking for a friend. Because he can't possibly be. He can't possibly be. I'm going to go out. He's definitely not a native speaker. I'm so going to go can't, out on a limb. He can't possibly be the face. That. I'm not sure of the of the Peking Ducks, yeah. Because you know his Mandarin is it's not his first language, so he can't possibly be. The he has face a, of he that. has the English interpreter. Yeah, he can't possibly be the face. Give me a break, man. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. So now Stephen A is on is on his apology tour, as he should be. It's gonna be a long apology tour too. As he should be. It's gonna be a long apology tour, and it should be right. I had to make sure that we touched on the drug overdose deaths that are happening in this country. And I remember there was something I had to bust out the book because I remember there was something that, that we definitely had to talk about that, that was shocking for me. So in the United States, in 2020, they just released the data Deaths from drug overdoses are up 30%. 30%. Do you know why? <laughs> Part of it is COVID. Uh-huh. Part of it is cracking down. Yeah. There's, there's, there's reasons here. Yeah. But I was thinking about this from the standpoint of I believe the number is 93,331 people in 2020 died of drug overdoses. So the other reason why, Rendon, that we're seeing this... We need to be talking about this. ...jump in drug overdoses is because of our open borders that we have currently right now. And over the course of this past year, we've had enough fentanyl pour into our borders to kill every American four times. Did you know that? I didn't know that. So when it's that readily accessible, because we have absolutely no checks and balances right now at our border, this is the consequences that we pay as a country. And so for whatever reason now, we all want to paint the border issue. Again, now we're racist. Again. Yeah. 
now you're racist. If you want to have border security and if you want to build a wall and use other types of technologies to monitor the border and know what's coming in and out of our country, see, you're a racist. And see, what people do is when you jump on that narrative, you start ignoring the, the reality of this kind of stuff. We have a drug problem in this country. We have a cartel problem in this country. We have a human trafficking problem in this country. This is not racist. This is an issue of national security. Yeah. I get it. Maybe you don't like the narrative. We're <coughs> going to build a big, beautiful wall and Mexico's going to pay for it. Maybe you don't like that. Okay. But that doesn't mean that there is some truth to making sure that we know what's coming in and out of our country. Absolutely. Brendan, like, like this is where we get lost as a country because what you just said is terrifyingly horrible. And this is why we need to have more conversations like this because, and I, and I push, I, I have a good group of friends who I, whom I push and they also push me on my views on things. And it's a very direct question in terms of the border. Should we be monitoring who comes in and out of this country? You were talking about your Uber driver from Algeria. Yes. Should we be bringing in the best and brightest? Absolutely. Of all parts of 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 the world to come in and, and be a part of the American melting Absolutely. pot. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it okay for from the '90s that previously, if you got on a boat 90 miles offshore of Miami in Cuba? And you touch down, you pretty much are guaranteed that you get a green card and you can kind of stay, no matter what the background or anything like that is. It's a, it's a new day. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, we saw that with, with, with Tony Montana. We saw what he did. What? What? That, that was a that didn't happen. Tony Montana. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was, Yeah, because because what happened was, and you might not know this, but Tony Montana's best friend. Married Maid Marion before she was married yeah. to Robin of Loxley. Yeah, that's crazy. Dude. I don't know if you know that. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> used to burn her hair as a, as a, as a child. <laughs> Robin of Loxley. Robin of Loxley. Used to burn, used to burn my hair as a child. Yeah. Azim. Azim. <laughs> there will be a group of people who are listening to this who have, they have no, no clue, clue what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It's Go watch it. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's a legend. It's it's. It's Kevin Costner starts off with an accent. Midway through, it's gone. It's doesn't better. need to be there. He's better, with, yeah. he's better without <laughs> it. He doesn't need the accent. <laughs> Morgan Freeman is incredible. It's amazing. It's yeah. a great movie. Yeah, It's a great movie. But w when you think about really some of these issues and things that are happening in our country, it, it's so important that we highlight this. These are the same, same things that we talk about with mental health as well. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Drug overdose, like over 90,000 people died in a year. Yeah. That's horrible, man. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's no. bad. And how do we do better? How do we how do, do better? better to fix it? We're not, we're not going to stop all of it. I recognize that. That's impossible. I, okay. But we have to do better than this. Yeah. We've, we just did better than this. Yeah. We were just doing better than this. Yeah. I don't, I don't want people to get lost in these, in these crazy outlandish narratives to where you just completely ignore the facts. It's like I don't want people to get lost into believing that the that the that the fantastic 51 the freedom fantastic 51 freedom fighting fantastic the freedom 51. fighting fantastic 51 that border private plane it's like Selma. Yeah, it's not. And Frederick Douglass. You see, when you start falling for those narratives, you stop talking about we just want some voter integrity. That's it. Everybody wants that. Yeah. Seventy-nine percent of Americans think black people, white people, Hispanic people. Yeah, I mean, you should have an ID to vote. Okay. Th that whole concept to me, and this is another this conversation is crazy. for another this day. This is crazy. The whole concept to me, I don't even understand the concept, absent of everybody getting a retinal scan. Rendon. Beyond like me. Mission Impossible. Beyond me. Absent of that, how could you not need an ID to vote? So it's beyond me. This conversation is beyond me. Like, is voting not more important than boarding a plane? 
We have facial recognition technology just to open <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, facial recognition technology to open up your iPhone. Come on. But the vote? Come on, guys. I just like, and, and once again, when I have conversations with my friends and we bounce wait, wait, this wait. stuff within, off, within, off each other. Within, within a time frame? <clears throat> like open and close time frame? So we could know who was voting and when? In person? Lost. And somehow that's racist. Yeah. So, but see, but if you start believing the Frederick Douglass Salmon narrative, see, you, you see, you don't, you, you don't get the facts. You don't get the facts. The Georgia and Texas voting laws are, 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 are suppressive. What? Now I'm not gonna lie. When I first started hearing about some of this stuff, I was like, "Let's let this cake bake. Like, like let's see what we're actually trying to pass here, and how it's going to impact people." <clears throat> Remember, we had that conversation. Yeah, yeah. And then I read the legislation. I was like, "Wait, that's it?" But you actually read the legislation, of course. And therein lies. <clears throat> well, therein lies. If, there you, if lies. you were to, if you were to Google right now, and the reason I know this is because I uh, you did, did it. Yeah. If you were to Google right now, Texas Legislature Democrats. All you read about and hear about is voter laws, voter laws, and then they're coming to vote on the voter laws. And it's like, well, what are the voter laws? Like, what do they say? What's in them? You're not going to find it. That You're is not very difficult it. to find. You're not going to find it. <clears throat> but that's the problem. We're Remember that Michael Keaton movie, Multiplicity? Of course. It's a great movie. I love Michael of Keaton. Of course. Yeah. But... That Michael Keaton movie, was it, Multiplicity, was it, was it, was it uh, <laughs> basically the, the, the concept of this movie, not too different from the concept of Videocracy as well, yeah. but the concept of Multiplicity is oh, another good one. when you clone something, you get a clone of the clone of the clone of the clone of the clone, yes. right? And as you get further down that, each one is a copy of the one before, tuck, tuck, so the fold. copy is not as pure. Tuck, tuck, fold. Yeah. So the copy is, is not as pure. Yes. This is the media industry right now yeah if you want to read about a voting bill yeah. please i implore you go read the bill before you listen to anybody me included talking about it yeah because you need to understand the information and get it for yourself before you hear all these derivations of it yeah. make an opinion form an opinion it's not racist laws no it's really not it's just it's just housekeeping and monitoring and making sure that that it, that's it, really all it and is. And I can tell you, it's I, not that serious. In fact, in fact, it's not going to change. I'm, it's not going to change my family's voting habits at all. So I learned all I needed to know about why this whole situation needs to get tightened up when you ran for office. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, let's we'll, we'll end on this one. Yeah. Okay. We'll close on this. Yeah. Go ahead. Go because ahead. you were there. I remember you were there sitting in a room as we're calling the precincts and. Nobody could tell us yeah. how many people had voted. Wasn't that crazy? Who they were voting for. All of the votes would just come in in what they called batches. So, oh, yeah. 7,000 more votes have just kind of come in, and, uh, you know, 4,000 votes have come in here. And let me be very clear as well, I say this. How many people voted? I'm not talking about voter fraud or an election stolen. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the process by which we exercise democracy, and I witness to this day, if I go to your election and I say, well, how many people voted in the election? Nobody would be able to tell me. Oh, can't give you a number. I was sitting there with your campaign manager at three o'clock in the morning yeah. trying to figure out if other precincts and districts were going to report numbers or not. Yeah. Because we didn't know. And it wasn't officially done. Like it wasn't officially actually counted until a month and a half, two months later. That's crazy. That's nuts. That would be like walking into a restaurant and talking to the owner and saying, hey, man, how many people came into your restaurant today? We got the tickets. You can, you can count them up if you want. This yeah. is how many people came. This is how many people paid my bill. This is where there was a party of three, a party of four. How in the world, Counting. with the technology that we have, do we still to this day have no clue how many people voted in a number of different 
congressional senatorial races. And here's the thing that gets it even crazier. It was sad and this night. is why this is not a Republican or Democratic thing. Democrats have won under this system, and Republicans have won under this system. Yeah. Doesn't make it any less broken, and doesn't mean that we don't need to fix it and understand who's voting and when. That's it. Perfect. Do you know who has this right? Florida. Now, Florida had to fix this because of what happened in 2000. Yeah. When the polls closed, one hour later, they knew how many absentee ballots were sent out. They knew how many people voted. They knew how many mail-in ballots there were. They knew it all. They knew it all. And when they counted them, that was it. You went to bed that night, Florida was done. Why can't we have that everywhere? That's literally all we're trying to do. And look, if we in 2021, if, when the clock strikes midnight, we know who won and lost. If, and if we don't shore that, and with the technology we have, vice the technology we had 50 years you ago, you gotta be kidding me. If we don't shore this up, because yeah. you want to talk about a matter of of even national security in some ways, if we don't shore this up, there's going to be even broader questions about the integrity of our elections, and that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. So we need to we need to shore this up. That's all. We need to shore this up. That's all we're trying to do. There's nothing racist about that. Yeah. But the media would have you believe that this is Salma, that this is Frederick Douglass, that this is Jim Crow, that this is the Middle Passage, that this is the Civil Rights Movement. Not even close. Try again. You and I are too educated. We know better than that. The whole point of this talk is to make sure that people actually know what we're talking about and you know what you're talking about instead of just following narratives without actually reading the damn bill. Here's the thing. Question it. That's Question what, everything. Yes. Question it. And shame on Kamala Harris, too, by the way. Shame on her. Yeah. Because she's too smart for that. Yeah. Yeah. Do not lighten and besmirch the sacrifice of those that gave their lives on that bridge. And the amazing man that was Frederick Douglass for this bill. Yeah. That's a lie. That's not true. Yeah. Take us out. And remember, smiles are contagious. So make someone's day. God bless you. Thank God you. bless you.